baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back to our number two. Hmm. Interesting items here on the text line. Let's start here. Vince, I love Trump. Was even accused of being a Trump cultist. I have the battle scars. I feel like he showed some showed more selfish selflessness than selfishness during his tenure, believe it or not. And this continues to scroll. Where did the rest of this message go? There we go. But now, I think it's starting to be more about him than the good of the country. I don't say that lightly or with vitriol in my heart. I'm just calling it like I see it, like you do. Watch me get fried at the stake now. That's from Jeff. (laughs) So they're searching another Biden residence. Don't think for a minute this has anything to do with finding top secret documents. This has everything to do with searching for any incriminating evidence that can hurt high-profile people in the FBI. They also want him out of office because his chances of re-election are slim to none. Hmm. This person is saying, do you have to raise your arm at an angle to recite the Republican loyalty oath? (laughs) No loyalty oaths here, ladies and gentlemen. We don't play the game. We don't play that game on this program. We are loyal to the Constitution of the United States, not to some party or personality. It's not how things work here. Some of you already mentioned this about Nikki Haley. In fact, I want to get to the text that I came across. Boy, the vitriol toward Nikki Haley. Oh, my goodness. This person says the problem with Nikki Haley, she's a quitter. She quit the government's governor's office, quit the ambassador's office. She quit the people of South Carolina. All righty. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. (laughs) Just not sure Nikki Haley would stick it out as president. She seems to not finish what she starts. Another person, I have no problem with Nikki, but she has no chance of becoming president. So Nikki was a scumbag governor. You'd think she's not going to be a scumbag president. This is from a real conservative. No Nikki Haley sucks. Problem with Haley? She's an establishment rhino. Wow, you guys are brutal. (laughs) Do you think we can uh, form within, you know, kind of a subgroup within this audience, a Nikki Haley fan club? (laughs) Obviously, I'm being facetious here. Yes, it is official, ladies and gentlemen. 
Nikki Haley moving closer to making her presidential campaign official. Today, today is the day supporters, the former South Carolina governor, will get an email invitation to a February 15th launch event in Charleston. That's where she plans to announce her campaign, according to a person familiar with the plans, but not authorized to speak publicly about them. Haley, as you know, served as South Carolina's governor for six years before serving as President Donald Trump's ambassador to the United Nations. When she enters the race, Haley will be the first contender to join the contest against her former boss, who is currently the sole Republican seeking his party's 2024 nomination. As you know, Donald Trump was in South Carolina on Saturday for the initial campaign swing of his 2024 campaign, standing alongside Governor Henry McTaxter, who served as Haley's lieutenant governor, and several GOP members of the state delegation, part of his leadership team in the early voting state. During the Trump administration, Haley feuded at times with other White House officials while bolstering her own public persona. Her 2018 departure fueled speculation she would challenge Trump in 2020 or replace Vice President Mike Pence on the ticket. But as we later learned, Haley did neither. So what do you think, folks? What do you think about Nikki Haley for president? Um, I'll just tell you. Initially, I think she's, um, <laughs> a non-event. I, I just don't see anything there that's compelling whatsoever. Just absolutely nothing. <laughs> this texter saying Nikki Haley stinks like swamp water. Nikki Haley's already showing her weakness. She had to call Donald Trump to get his permission, which means she's already sucking up to him. Really, Nikki Haley? Hasn't everyone had enough of these detestable rhinos? That goes for warmongering Mike Pompous Pompeo, too. Wow. Vince, we are wise to tricky Nikki. Someone with more intelligence would be a better candidate. Another person in the upstate. No, Nikki. You know the interesting thing? It's going to be intriguing to see how she does in South Carolina. If she's in that far. I mean, I'm just saying. Can she even win her own state? This texter pointing out Nikki Haley has never lost a race until now. Hmm. So what are your thoughts about Nikki Haley jumping in to the race for president? You're welcome to weigh in as well on the subject of Ukraine, about what American policy should be. What do you think about that warning from Joe Biden, the offered last year, that the escalation, getting more involved with supplying weapons? In fact, I think that's worth listening to again. I wonder what the current Joe Biden would think of the March 22 Joe Biden. Chris, can you play that again of Joe Biden and what he had to say last year? Uh, I think it's worth listening to again. 
Here it is. The idea that we're going to send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains uh, going in with American pilots and American crews. Just understand, and uh, don't kid yourself, no matter what you all say, that's called World War III. Okay? Let's get it straight here, guys. Let's get it straight here, guys. What do you think about this? Are you concerned about the possibility of escalation that this turns into a red-hot war between the United States and Russia, hearkening back to the Cold War days? On the text line, I assume this is a reference to Donald Trump. He's too old now, and with Pompeo possibly running, he'd definitely be my vote. Americans need safety, security, and a good economy. Vince, appreciate you. I, too, voted for Trump twice. He knew how to run this country economically and safely, close the borders, build up the military. However, oh, you're the person saying he's too old now. And looks like he's kind of favoring Pompeo. Vince, what about a DeSantis-Haley ticket? God forbid. No, 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 no. (laughs) We'll get more of your thoughts as we continue our broadcast. Stay with us. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Next line, let's see here. Vince, I'm going to make a prediction for you. If Ron DeSantis does not enter the race, it will likely be Donald Trump's to lose. Also, I think that we can come to the conclusion Nikki Nikki Haley's presidential campaign is DOA. (laughs) Joe and Kamala is just unbearable. So any Republican works for me. I know some don't like Nikki. Maybe she is a swamp creature like so many. But I feel anyone's better than socialist dementia Joe. The train wreck of Joe and Kamala. Just unbearable. Vince, I'll take any of the names you've mentioned over the absurd and corrupt non-leadership we have in place today. Would I prefer a real conservative, hard-hitting Get this country back to a healthy situation? Yes. But I just want a Republican leader to win. Stephen Indian Trail. Vince, Brett Winterbull mentioned Senator John Kennedy would make for a great vice president. I totally agree. 
whomever the Republicans endorse for POTUS, Kennedy should be the running mate. You know, this guy has the best lines. I mean, he's really, you got to give the man credit for being really quick on his feet. Uh, he is so entertaining. I, I I love this guy. Where is he from? Is it Louisiana that he's from? <laughs> um, just has a lot of wisdom. And he, just a great sense of humor, too. Just uh, love to listen to him. Vince, what exactly is your objection to Nikki Haley? Name several issues that her stance differs from yours. I think mostly men object to her, not on her stance on important issues, but because she's a woman with a darker complexion, they prefer a white guy. Are you serious? You really think so? You're telling me. Okay, I'm just being, okay, some might accuse of being sexist here. You're telling me you're not going to find some sort of hot conservative woman and men are not going to have tails wagging over her if such a woman exists? <laughs> I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen. Just kind of curious, folks. <laughs> a couple of very important things going on. I want to come closer to home. Uh, this story just blew my mind, reported here by WYFF. Greenville students removed from National Air and Space Museum for wearing pro-life hats. Did you hear about this one? And parents could actually take legal action here. They're saying their students were kicked out of a Washington, D.C. museum for wearing pro-life beanies. An attorney from the American Center of Law and Justice says 12 Our Lady of the Rosary school students and chaperones were kicked out of the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum for wearing pro-life hats. And this wasn't a coincidence, not like they were demonstrating there. They had just attended the March for Life rally, January 20th, when they say a security guard stopped them, calling the museum a neutral zone and telling them they would need to remove their hats or leave. One parent said they should be allowed to wear the hats that they were wearing and to be able to express themselves. I felt it was very wrong this person harassed them. This particular woman has two young children attending Our Lady of the Rosary in Greenville County. Though they didn't intend attend this rally, she's one of several people writing to the museum petitioning for change. Children deserve to be treated with respect, and these children are standing up for human life, for the most innocent human life. I just don't understand at all in my being how anybody could look at something that says pro-life and say, that's something offensive to them in any way, shape, or form. Really? <laughs> in the culture we're in now? The station reached out to the school and museum for comment. The school referred them to the Roman Catholic Diocese of Charleston, saying in an email, thousands of Catholic students attend the March of Life every year. We support their right to stand for life. A spokesperson from the National Air and Space Museum responded in an email asking visitors to remove hats and clothing is not in keeping with our policy or protocols. We provided immediate training to prevent a reoccurrence of this kind of incident and have determined steps to ensure this does not happen again. 
Now, the station also reached out to a few of the parents of the children removed from the museum. They forwarded, them, forwarded the information on to the attorney with the ACLJ. So this lawsuit could end up having some merit in getting some traction because I think even the museum leadership has recognized this was a mistake. They should not have taken the action they did toward these students. So we'll keep you posted on what happens, what the outcome will be. <laughs> this texture says, ironically, they search for life in outer space as they disregard life here on the ground. It's crazy, isn't it? Another important story going on today relates to the conversation about the national debt. As you know, we have reached our debt ceiling, and we've learned from the Treasury Department they're going to continue extraordinary measures to make sure the government is funded until this issue can be resolved. I think they have enough for, what, several months? So what's going to happen now? Today, we have a meeting between the president, Joe Biden, and Kevin McCarthy. I'm trying to see who did this particular story. Basically about how Joe Biden and Kevin McCarthy were once breakfast mates. They used to talk things over at a breakfast at Biden's vice presidential home, the Naval Observatory. Isn't that just special? Biden intends in those days on keeping up relations with the opposition party, as he writes in his memoir. And the new House Majority Leader often arrived with fellow GOP lawmakers in tow. But now, with the potential national debt crisis, this is a very different scene as these two come together again. McCarthy recalling to the Associated Press ahead of the meeting, when I met with him as the vice president, he was always eager to sit down and talk. He was always a person who would like to try to find solutions and work together. <laughs> and this story saying Biden has signaled no such open-ended hospitality this time around as newly emboldened House Republicans court a risky debt ceiling showdown. Don't you love the way they write these stories? This is risky. So playing with, <laughs> playing with the integrity of our nation's money by overspending, that's not risky. I, don't get me started on media coverage drives me absolutely bonkers. Stay with us. And you're welcome to comment on anything we have discussed thus far. We've covered a lot of ground on today's program. We talked about Ukraine. 
about the debt ceiling, about issues of leadership, um, just a number of things. You know, one of the things that I I want to forever be conscious of is what it is you're going through. I I always want to err on the side of what's going on in your life, your experience. That's going to carry more weight for me than the drivel coming out of people who are famous or whatever it is. Just putting that out there. A couple of quick things I want to get to. One of them, as I also give a heads up to Chris, our producer here, that I've uh, thrown in a little extra audio to to uh, share here at the end, because I have a feeling there's going to be celebration with this piece of audio. I think a lot of people have heard about it. But I first want to mention what's happening with the city of Charlotte. According to WSOC, the city council discussing a potential sales and property tax increase. Isn't that wonderful? They've got their annual budget retreat going on. They're early in the process. But, yes, property tax increase is a possibility. Decisions on these matters still several months off. But we've got issues with inflation, the possibility of recession, concern about, you know, and this doesn't just affect your pocketbook. It also impacts the city as well. Councilman Malcolm Graham saying on Monday, the city's growing in leaps and bounds. Somehow we've got to pay for that growth. The city's finance team told Charlotte City Council their current revenue projections only cover existing services. This does not factor in wage increases or new projects needed due to growth. The property tax is Charlotte's main revenue source. It does not grow with inflation and it hasn't been raised in the past four budgets. It sounds to me like it's very likely they're moving in that direction. Councilman Ed Driggs worries this could be the year the city tries to do it. Driggs says, I'm going to be pretty aggressive about making them justify any increase. We need to be very accountable and very transparent. City staffers say growth will require them to spend more money on things like New Charlotte fire stations. Too soon to say how city leaders will pay for their priorities. So there you go. Isn't that just wonderful? And we have this story that is getting a lot of attention today. You know, it's kind of sad because wasn't the fact that Tom Brady was playing again thought to be one of the reasons for his divorce? And now we have an announcement this morning. He's gone to social media to announce that this is it. He is done. Here is what was posted on social media. Compliments here. Hat tip to the fine folks at Breitbart. Listen up. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. 
I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first, so it uh, won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year, so uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. So there you go. It's Tom Brady saying he is done. This is the final retirement. No more. No more football. What do you think about this? Are you excited, encouraged? Are you saying good riddance? Is this a sad day? I welcome all perspectives on this. Let's go out to our phone calls here, beginning with John out of the sprawling metropolis of Mooresville. Good morning and welcome. Thanks for taking my call, Vince. Uh, yeah, I think voter integrity ought to be the number one concern of all Americans. Uh, you know, we've got 50 separate elections, and we've got a handful of states that are deciding who's president. So uh, that's really my concern. Uh, North Carolina, I'd say, is probably going to turn into a uh, blue state here before too long. I think they kind of held it back this last time in case one of those other states uh, didn't come through. So I look for North Carolina to go uh, go blue along with probably a couple more states. You think so? Why? Why so? Well, I don't. I don't feel very comfortable with our governor or his attorney general. Uh, either one of those gentlemen would rate very high on my uh, integrity list. And I think with the, uh, you know, your attorney general is, is very important in each state, really as and almost as important as the governor is. And I, I'm very concerned about how that election broke very to, uh, towards the end, away from. Uh, I think the duly elected attorney general and this gentleman we have now, and I think that's the my concern in a lot of other states too. Um, I'm I'm concerned that we need to unplug from this voter system that we have, and these absentee ballots are completely out of control. But not in every state, but enough states that um, voter integrity is is very been very seriously compromised. Okay. Uh, I don't think you're you're concerned. You're alone in your concerns, by the way, John. I very much appreciate your call. A lot of people concerned about the integrity of our elections. Uh, David in Charlotte, good morning. Uh, you have less than a minute here, David. Okay. Um, did you hear about the Minnesota governor that just signed into law this abortion? Law I did read about that. Tell us about it. After birth. Uh, tell us what, what it allows. Well, it allows a newborn to be put to death. So does that mean you could kill somebody in the state and say it was a late-term abortion? It, it's pretty broad. Um, I could understand the concerns here. And again, it's another example of how elections have consequences here. I mean, you have states that are restricting abortions. In this case, you have one that um, people have... Um, absolute contempt for life appreciate your call there david um this is what we have with these 50 experiments in democracy on the state level so there you go stay with us
final stretch of the Vince Coakley radio program on this Wednesday. Over on the text line, I mentioned the possible tax increase. Alan of Gastonia says, Vince, yet another reason not to come to Charlotte. And this is one of the arguments that people are also making. It's kind of counterintuitive that with these tax increase conversations, uh, another encouragement perhaps for more people to leave the city limits and head elsewhere out to places where you live, Alan, like Gastonia, into Union County, Cabarrus County, and south of the border into York County, or even Lancaster, or beyond. Also on the text line, what about the Charlotte City Council? Telling a local Chick-fil-A they have to demolish and convert to drive-through only. Seems like government overreach. I saw this story. We may talk more about this tomorrow. In fact, Business Insider has done a story on this. The National Business Insider talking about the drive-through only model for Chick-fil-A, which is apparently in place at a number of locations. Um trying to remember i think i went to saturday i went to the drive-through on south boulevard uh got through it took about 15 minutes or so to get through that uh there are real traffic issues in some of these locations for sure time for us to take a look at the day in history we go out to our friend chris how are you doing today sir doing well hope you are not bad so far um, we're going to do kind of a hybrid mix here. Some of these in form of questions. Others, um, I know I would not get in a million years, nor would you. But we begin in 1781, the precursor to the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. In 1781, we had this document ratified by the states that had come together. 1781. It took them four years to come up with this. What was this document? Articles of the Confederacy. You are correct. Articles of Confederation ratified. <laughs> 1781. 1872, President Grant established this national park. Um, I can give you a hint by telling you that Yogi Bear. Jellystone? <laughs> Yogi Bear was in Jellystone National Park. So which one was the real one? What's I, the I'll, name say, of the... I'll say Yellowstone. Yellowstone. That's the one I can name. Do you like my hint? Was that a good one? Oh, yeah, but I, I can only name one national park anyway. So it was, okay. that, or, it was that or I was just going to get it wrong. Okay. 1894, we have this dictionary published. And you might say, I think the Brits may have played a role in this one. Uh, what, what was this? No, this was the Oxford English Dictionary, published 1894 was the year. 1920, Canada established these police. They ride on horses. Do you know what their special name is? The Mounties. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to give that one to you. Oh, well, Royal Canadian Police Force. That, you... You got it. You hit it on the head. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Yeah. You got that one right. 1920. Dudley Do-Right. Is what, you know, that was going to be the other hint that I was going to provide. Dudley Do-Right. 1920. Way back there. 
1932 really tragic event occurred. This famous, uh, this famous uh, man, very wealthy man's baby was kidnapped. Lindbergh. 20 months old. Yes, Lindbergh. Lindbergh baby. baby. 1932 was the year for that. Boy, did that really uh, cause horror by so many people. 1951, we had the tests of three of these in the desert of Nevada. Nuclear what? bombs. You're right. Atomic bombs in the desert of Nevada. 1951, the year. 1961. This president established the Peace Corps. Uh, give me Which the year. Nineteen sixty-one. Sixty-one. You know this guy, JF, JFK. JFK is correct. Nineteen seventy-one. This radical group. I can't remember this guy's name now. Rush used to talk about him all the time. Was it Ayers? Was it connected to this group? The Weather Underground took credit for bombing the U.S. Capitol. Wonderful people that they are. Just disgusting, absolutely disgusting. In 1982, this famous guy known for cooking opened the Spago restaurant in Los Angeles. Uh, Don um, Spago. Was it Don Spago? No, actually, who is the famous chef? Um, uh, Wolfgang Puck. Wolfgang Puck. You got it. 1982 was the year. Uh, gosh, we're getting old. 1982 is when that happened. To age is to live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least that's what we're told. That is uh, all the time we have for the broadcast today. We so thank you for joining us. Uh, have yourselves a great day, and uh, God bless you. Adios. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 